This is News Radio 1059 WBBM's All Local. Listen and subscribe for Chicago's most up to date news each weekday morning and afternoon. Now, from the WBBM newsroom, these are the most important news stories from the Chicago area. Our top story we're standing by for an update from the general manager of the Chicago Bears, who's expected to talk at any moment about the second dismissal of an assistant coach this year, reportedly for off field issues. The team confirmed this morning its party ways with running backs coach David Walker in a decision that apparently involved the team's human resources staff. Less than two months ago, the team's defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, resigned after an investigation into reported workplace issues. At Hallis Hall today, quarterback Tyson Bajan told reporters the head coach Matt Eberflus broke the news to the team this morning. It was uh, short and sweet. Uh, he kind of just said that, you know, players and coaches and everybody in the building needs to do their job at a, at a certain level, and he wasn't, uh, he, he, something happened and he wasn't doing that, so... Uh, they let him go, but that was the extent of it. I'm not really too sure exactly what the details were. Our Rick Gregg is covering the Bears. We'll have more of this coming up at 316. Prosecutors today filed charges against an Evanston man over what police call a deadly attack on Chicago's Mag Mile. 49-year-old Henry Graham is charged with murder in connection to the June 29th incident downtown. Prosecutors say around 4 o'clock that afternoon, Graham beat 53-year-old Russell Long in the 600 block of North Michigan Avenue. Long later died from his injuries. Graham arrested earlier this week in Little Village. Details around the killing, including a motive, still unclear. Andy Dane, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Alderman Gilbert Villegas says he and his constituents are fed up with the brazenness of criminals who seem to have no fear of police nowadays. Villegas says he's heard the stories of residents who've been robbed on the streets in Ukrainian Village in Bucktown, Logan Square, Humboldt Park, and Wicker Park. He believes CPD officers should be trained to pursue fleeing carjackers and armed robbers. So the Illinois State Police provides extensive training around uh, police pursuits. And so what we want to do is require that CPD uh, take, take that same training so that way it can reduce the liability. Let me tell you what else is a liability. When you have someone uh, that commits a crime and we're not chasing them. Um, you know what else is criminal is when you have someone sticking a rifle uh, in, 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 in the face of uh, residents here. Several community groups organized by the West Town community say they the now closed 13th District Police Station should be reopened or at least install a satellite police office there. Viega says the mayor and police representatives should attend a community meeting in Ukrainian Village on November 14th. And as the city of Chicago wrestles with how to accommodate the influx of new migrants, and help unhoused people who are already here. The city council today put two controversial measures on hold. In a tactical move, sponsors of the Bring Chicago Home Ordinance delayed a vote on raising the real estate transfer tax on high-end property. It's an apparent attempt to head off a parliamentary move by opponents. Next came a proposal to acquire a jewel food store at 115th Street in Halstead for a migrant shelter. 21st Ward Alderman Ronnie Mosley said he's against it, even though the site would later be developed to benefit the community. I cannot change my pledge to my community who have I promised that we will make these decisions together. But 26th Ward Alderwoman Jesse Fuentes said the migrants are going to keep coming and just saying no isn't enough. That's easy to point and say you're not doing good enough. But I haven't heard anyone propose a real solution. Show me something better. A vote on that measure, too, was put off at least until the next council meeting. At City Hall, Craig Delamore, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. City leaders in St. Charles had to resort to legal means to finally get the okay to tear down the former pheasant-run resort. It's been vacant for three years, but police remained busy over that time traveling to the site to investigate trespassing, vandalism, and other offenses. 
The Daily Hero says the property owner will have to foot the bill for demolition and asbestos removal work. A popular holiday festival is announcing some changes this year. Fans line up for souvenir mugs every year at Chris Kindle Market. The 2023 designs have been released on the market's social media channels. There are three locations downtown at Daly Plaza, in Wrigleyville at Gallagher Way, and at Aurora's River Edge Park. Each of those locations will have their own mug design. The mugs are usually given out when you buy spiced wine. This year they're doing something new. A reindeer mug is going to be offered with a non-alcoholic beverage. The Chris Kindle Markets open November 17th and remain open until Christmas Eve. Cisco Cotto, News Radio 105.9, WBBM. We're getting a look inside some of the issues that has sparked this week's walkout by hundreds of part-time instructors at Columbia College here in Chicago. One of the main issues separating the two sides is cost-cutting. John Otterbacher, who teaches cinematography at Columbia, says that includes cutting hundreds of classes. He says that means fewer opportunities for part-time instructors and larger class sizes for students. The changes they're trying to make and implement would reduce the classes that we're teaching by as much as 30%. So this is going to have a real significant impact on the instructors, and it's going to have a significant impact on the students. Leaders at Columbia claim the school needs to find ways to ensure the sustainability of the college so it can continue to serve students. The school also claims it will continue to offer a wide range of small classes, in part by having full-time faculty teaching a larger share of courses. Jim Goodis, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Northwestern Medicine and Lurie Children's Hospital are engaged in a new approach to treat hepatitis C in pregnant women to try to stem the tide of rising infection rates for that disease. Dr. Robbie Javeri, head of pediatric infectious diseases at Lurie, talks about the potential dangers of hep C. If it's untreated over the first one to two decades of life, it can eventually lead to scarring and what we call fibrosis of the liver. Uh, and this is effectively liver damage that might require a liver transplant or could develop into liver cancer. Officials say rising hep C rates are driven by the ongoing opioid epidemic and the sharing of needles. The treatment is being given under the guidance of specialists at Northwestern Medicine and Leary Children's Hospital of Chicago. All Local is a production of News Radio 1059 WBBM, Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station. Please like and subscribe to this podcast on the Odyssey app to continue receiving up to date news and information.